Hey everyone, it's Mike and Alina, <laughs> and we're we're back with practicing Catholic. We haven't been practicing too well with the show, but we're going to get better at that anyway. Alina, uh, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about what is a practicing Catholic. What is a practicing? Okay, well, I can't. It's even a very say befitting. It. Yeah, very. Be- yes, absolutely. I think it, uh, it it's going to be a great show. Well, let's sit back and be ready to practice. All right. Thank you all again for taking time to join us. Uh, on this episode, uh, kind of getting into also uh, why we chose it uh, as uh, a topic for us. And I think, uh, you know, a good place to start is, is just there before you get into history. Uh, Alina, when we were discussing the name of the podcast, I know this is something that kind of resonated with us both. Um, what stood out maybe to you? Um, well, so like there are things that we have to do according to the church to be considered a practicing Catholic so that we're able to participate in the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this topic alone is going circulating around a lot, especially in the political world, because, you know, certain people are saying that s- certain people are not deemed practicing Catholics and mm-hmm. should therefore not be able to receive the sacraments. But mm-hmm. for us, it has kind of a double nomenclature mm-hmm. because... Yes, there are certain things you have to do to be considered a practicing Catholic. But also, do we ever stop practicing to be better Catholics? No, Mm -hmm. we're all practicing Catholicism. We're Mm -hmm. all trying to get better every day. Practice makes perfect. You know, we try, try again. Yeah, and try. And then I think that's the thing. It's it's about the effort being made to uh, really. Further ourselves, um, but uh, you know, in the end, you know, you develop a relationship um, with God. You understand God's will better for your life, and uh, you know, along the way, I think you meet some amazing people who um, are called into your life to to be on that journey with you. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. So, wh- you know, what is it? Uh, where can you find the information on being a practicing Catholic? So the history. Uh, you know, these things were understood by the church for, you know, 2,000 plus years mm-hmm. uh, is, is really where I want to start. This, this un, you know, these were not just rules that they put into place to control people. Nope. Um, so Nobody just made this up one day. No. <laughs> and, and so as, as the church has come to understand uh, Revelation as it is pinnacled in Christ, Revelation stopped there. Just so you know, there's no more additional Revelation. The God made man was the pinnacle of all revelation. That was God's plan from from day one. Option A, option A, and and so Christ, that is the pinnacle. From there, it's understanding that divine revelation, His gospel, His death and resurrection, His ascension into heaven, and so the the history as we came to understand that the church understood that there were certain things that we as individuals needed to do in order to grow in our faith and in an effort to bring us closer to God, understanding God's will, and last and certainly not least, allowing us to really love our neighbor. So where you can find this is actually in the catechism. So the catechism was finalized in 1992 under Pope St. John Paul II, uh, just uh, one of his many amazing contributions to uh, the church. Not that it wasn't in use before correct. that it's just it was finalized the catechism was really finalized correct to, to after that they refer to dei verbum they refer to you know information from council of trent the church fathers you know they go back throughout the history of the church and they utilize sacred scripture in many areas so 
Uh, but anyway, the, the paragraphs that we're looking at um, are 2042 through 2046. Is that, yeah, 46, Yeah, right? I okay. mean, yeah. There's, because there's it's a, the precepts there, of the church and then it's parts of the moral life. Right, and right. And that's where this is all found, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good to read a couple paragraphs after that just so that you understand the, um, s- what we're going to talk about. There's a, a part in here, you know, ascent to church teaching. And if you mm-hmm. don't go past 44, you don't really get into the, what the other stuff of like, well, what does, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean? Exactly. So, um, you know, so again, the, you know, the church saw this as, as a, a way for, for to, to really provide guidance to, you know, every member of the church throughout the world mm-hmm. and help them understand, you know, if they're being true or faithful in their in their practice of their faith. Right. And and I think it's one thing about the church that I love about this is that, you it, know, it's not an obligation, but, you know, we're often most successful when people hold us accountable. True. And the catechism I, is the, you know, the guidebook. It's the how to of correct. Catholicism. Exactly. Yes. Catholicism um, for dummies. Like, yeah. it's the book. <laughs> it's a book. It, 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 but again, it's a way to help hold you accountable. But also a way to give you, help, you know, resources. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it will talk about the different types of prayer, the different forms of prayer. And where you can uh, find where those. Where you can find those. You and know, get, it becomes, a, it's a wonderful what resource. What part of yes. our faith is biblical? What part of it is sacred tradition? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it's tradition. It's scripture and tra- tradition together, not separate. I mean, right. Correct. And so, you know, we encourage it. If you don't have one, you know, certainly you can get one. Uh, it's, it's very, very, you know, affordable book. Uh, if you don't want to purchase it, you can get it online. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the catechism is available through the Vatican website. Uh, the USCCB has a copy of it on there. So you can find this wherever you need. Um, but with that, you know, Alina can, can walk us through the, uh, you know, the, the aspects of being a practicing Catholic. Correct. All right. So, Mike, you kind of told the like why and where mm-hmm. it came from. Um, so I'm going to kind of um, go over the what. So we're talking about, a pra- you know, being a practicing Catholic. But what is that? Yeah, no, <laughs> um, define it. So um, in the catechism, like we said, in paragraphs 2041 and I'm talking about between paragraphs 2041 and 2043 specifically, um, there are three things that the church says that you need to be doing to be considered a practicing Catholic. All right. Mm -hmm. And those three things are number one, obey the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. All right. So pretty clear cut there. Mm -hmm. Number two, assent to church teaching. And I spoke to that a little bit earlier, but what does that mean? We're going to kind of get into that. So assent to church teaching, follow the church rules, the church laws. Correct. Um, And number three, follow the five precepts of the Catholic Church, um, Mm -hmm. which are defined as the very necessary minimum mm-hmm. the very necessary minimum yep. the minimum that you must do yep. all right and those five precepts are attend mass on sundays and on holy days of obligation all right and so um i think father mike schmitz did some math one time yeah. and that came out to like 65 hours total out of the year that's Correct. it, <laughs> that's it. Yep. hours total out of the whole year all right um and then also um go to confession at least once mm-hmm. a year yes Preferably, now the church does preferably say occasionally, it's not in here, but confession once a year, at least possibly during Lent. If, if possible. Yeah. But, and this is why, because you must receive Holy Communion at least once during the Easter season. Correct. So if you can hit confession once a year during Lent, yes, um, then you can hit 
communion there during Easter during the Easter season. Yep. Um, and um, that's like a, a random one. Like, well, I see people going to um, communion all the time. I feel like that's yeah. a really easy one to hit. But in your really pious, um, especially historical like communities, a lot of the saints and that mm-hmm. they felt that they were unworthy to receive mm-hmm. Christ. So the church came out and was like, no, you're not. If you believe that you're so unworthy to receive Christ, yeah then you're not getting this. You know, God is mercy. God is love. Mm-hmm. So you have to receive the Eucharist. Now we understand that if you are in a state of mortal sin or even sometimes venial sin and you don't feel, you know, like <laughs> you didn't make yeah, it to mass make it ma- yeah, on time. You know, I understand that yeah. you were not prepared. Then it is okay. But you need to be doing this, let's say, yeah. once a year. Yeah. You know, God gave minimum. us at a minimum, his body and his blood. And you need that into you because you need to receive that because whoever, you know, receives me will have eternal life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's for us. And, and the grace and all that comes with it. And, yes. and, 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 you know, when you, when you think about it and, and to, to your point, Alina, I think, you know, again, this is the minimum. This is, these are the least necessary once. minimum. Correct. Necessary minimum. These are the bare now, minimums. Here's the thing that uh, mother Seton, um, cause we've been talking about her a lot at youth group recently. Yeah. Um, her, her devotion for the Eucharist was amazing and her understanding of in order for us to really grow in our faith and grow in a relationship with God, one, you got to spend time with him. And her first thing is one, spend time in scripture and two, receive the Eucharist as often as possible, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so for her, you know, it was daily mm-hmm. for her when she made her conversion, um, she, she began to receive daily and that, that strengthened her, gave her amazing graces. And, you know, and now we look at Mother Seton, uh, you know, uh, an American saint who helped create the educational system that we, you know, know today, um, beginning with Catholic schools. I mean, it's... For her, her journey began with daily reception of the Eucharist. Correct. And I will uh, testify to that. Like, I felt like I was at the height of my spirituality when I was attending daily Mass. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. So, again, and again, we're going back to the basic minimum, but doing more only makes it better it's kind of like running if you run one day great job but it's hard to train for a marathon yeah you know if you only do if you only run one day right all right so mass sundays and holy days of obligation confession once a year holy communion at least during um once a year during easter okay and then the fourth thing is you have to observe any abstinence or um fasting so that means for us um you have to abstain on fridays during lent here in america although in the catholic church as a whole that is every Every friday Friday. yes um every friday so we we yeah we need to get back to that um we could do a whole another podcast on over how that happened and why that happened so totally why we should bring that back i think yeah it's a good idea (laughs) maybe maybe put that in the mailbag maybe (laughs) i think think people could vote on that we could put that on uh yeah we totally could um, and then um, Ash Wednesday is um, and Good Friday are the only two days out of the 365 days in the year that you have to fast. fast. So two days and every Friday. So 52, 54, 54 days yeah. out of 365 that you got a bare minimum here. Bare minimum, All right. Yeah. And then number five is provide for the church according to your ability. Yeah, I like that one. It, I didn't provide see, for the, the church according to, to your, your ability. ability. We are not saying 10%. We we're are not, not tithing. Se- we're not talking tithing about tithing. Is different today. We're talking about providing for the church. Correct. Uh, all right. So now that's the what. Now here's the how. <laughs> yeah, that's the how. Okay. So now let's um, get to the how. Ten Commandments. You know, these are the three things. Ten Commandments, Ascent to Church Teaching, five um, church precepts, okay? Yeah. So 
Ten Commandments. Learn them, live them, love them. Very easy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I, it, right there in Exodus. But, yeah, all right. God say, right literally put these in stone. They were important. <laughs> yeah. And the first three talk about loving God. And the last seven talk about loving your neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. That's when Jesus was asked, well, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment at all? And Jesus said, uh, love God, love your neighbor. And they were like, yeah. whoa, I like know, they were man. not expecting that kind of rebuttal. <laughs> they weren't. And actually, guess what? He was so good at it. He put it in the Our Father. Yeah. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All about loving and praising God. Yep. Give us this day, us, keyword, our daily bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Give us, right? Uh, not me. Uh, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Justice. You got to love your neighbor for have justice. Mm-hmm. And lead us not into temptation. Lead. I hate that. Do not let us fall into yes. temptation is the better way to put it. Um, you know, give us the grace and strength to avoid. And or, some of your old school like Catholics will say it as such. And such. Yeah. 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 But deliver us from evil. I mean. Yeah, so even God's even obviously there, never leading God, us into evil. He's love. keeping us from it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's very you get lost in translation. Anyway, yeah. continue. English language is dumb. All right. So um, G O go. D O do. No. Do. D O do. S O. Su. No. So. Two letters. I know. Read red. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. Um yeah. Yeah. Okay. read red. Whatever. I know. It's so so English is real dumb. Um <laughs> Okay. Uh so Ten Commandments. There we go. Yep. Love God, love your neighbor. All right, number two, ascent to church teaching. So yeah. these are all the other things that we talk about, like you have to do if you want to be considered like a Catholic in good standing. Correct. Okay, so we're talking about sanctity of life, uh-huh. um, upholding church tradition when it comes to like morality and justice, mm-hmm. you know, um, traditional marriage, right. yeah. um, NFP, all of those other kind of yeah. things that we're talking about. Like if you, um, and I don't mean this to ever... Um, offend anyone but this is the church teaching okay so if you are a catholic married couple Mm -hmm. and you are using contraceptions that's against that's against church church teaching teaching. so you are not assenting to church teaching correct okay if you are a catholic Mm -hmm. who is not pro pro uh, life yeah pro life and and not not just Living abortion, such, not just abortion but womb to tomb womb to tomb womb to tomb from conception till natural death yeah you are not living up to church teaching and therefore are not a practicing Catholic. Yeah, this is the okay? hard part. This is the I, hard I think part. This is the hardest part for people because, um, you know, the, the, the challenge that we have is that it's not the teaching. It's that they haven't been taught well. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and it's also why? the implication. Yeah. You know, and, like, and, you know, this there's a lot of the. Um, well, this is my choice and my life and my happiness and my, and, and that, that gets into the whole topic of moralistic therapeutic deism, which we, we should definitely do a show on that All one. All right. We'll put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. Anyway. Um, but no, but God I, would never ask you to do anything that would ultimately make you unhappy. Happy. Correct. You think like that by using contraception that you get to have all the sex in the world that you want, um, without, um, moral justification and you know consequence. Yep. However, studies show that Catholic couples or couples in general mm-hmm. who are married, who are practicing NFP, so basically abstinence during that you know Period fertile time, yeah. fertile time, have more sex mm-hmm. than couples who don't. Mm-hmm. So that right there tells me like, no, God's way is the better way. Yeah. You know, we could we could talk about every single instance every we just instance, yeah. that. St- Studies show 
the way that we live our lives, if we are living them devoutly and holy, that we are actually happier, happier, better people. Yeah. Okay. We say all the time, if everybody just followed the 10 commandments, there would be no need for a judicial system. And that's so true. Why? Because God gave us 10 rules and said, here, do these things. They're going to make you unhappy. But I say so. No, because he knew that if everybody just followed these things, that we would live in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and I think that that's a, a really good point is that, you know, um, one of the things that came up under under that topic um, is the third tenet of moralistic therapeutic deism is the central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself. And this study was done in 2005. And these are now 15 years later, anywhere people anywhere from the ages of 28 through 35, mm-hmm. 36. Okay. And, you know, what do you see? How do we see that, you know, things, you know, I, I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel happy and, and think about how it affects law and society today. All right. We need, anyway. for the record, do more of what makes you holy, not more of what makes you happy. happy. Because Amen. if you do more of what makes you holy, it would ultimately yeah. make you more happy. Correct. And I that's mean, what we're trying that's to say. The, that is exactly the ascent right. of church teaching. Um, <laughs> like, no, no, it's exactly right. I mean, if you're doing drugs and it's making you feel happy, it's really not good for you. No. I mean, no. Nope. Get clean. Get clean. Do more do of what holy. makes you holy. <laughs> Correct. And you will become you know, happier, happier in the long run. All right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, all right, and then the five precepts of the cha- Catholic Church, all right? And that's, a, you know, kind of like there's five things that you got to do, and you got to follow these five things plus the Ten Commandments and sent to church teaching. Yeah. So really it's like, you know, seven things that you got to do to be a considered yeah. a practicing Catholic. All right, so Sunday obligations and holy days. Mm-hmm. That means go to Mass yeah. and don't refrain from unnecessary work. You know, mm-hmm. so Sunday is not the day... You know, to be trying to get all your yard work in, you know, plowing up the fields, trying to get that last batch of corn in, like whatever, you know, get the hay bale before the rain. It's not meant for. That's not what that's for. It's not baseball, softball tournaments. It's It's not not volleyball tournaments. It's not. Because, you know, I often hear today, you know, I'm sorry we can't make this because of X, Y, and Z sport. Yeah. And. And there's nothing wrong with. Okay. We have a softball game on Sunday. We have a tournament this weekend. Okay. That's fine. We need to go to Mass Saturday night then. That's yeah. why they started doing Masses on Saturday night. To help accommodate. To help accommodate yeah. you to have a holier Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah, going to a Cardinals game, going to, you know, yeah. watch your kids play Little League or whatever on a Sunday, that is nice and relaxing. That's family time. Yeah. You know, but. But if it becomes your priority if it over. Over Mass, then yeah, we have then, an issue. Then we have an issue. All right, so moving on. Confession. Once a year, um, and this is to help prepare us for the reception of Holy Eucharist and keep our soul in a state of grace. That mm-hmm. is what um, confession, the act of mm-hmm. penance does for us. And that we need, yeah. we know that we cannot receive the Eucharist in a state of mortal sin. Mm-hmm. All right. But then the church says that you need to receive the Eucharist at least once during the Easter season. Mm-hmm. So that means you got to go to confession at least once. Those two yeah. kind of go hand in hand. And this is because the Eucharist the catechism says that the Eucharist is the origin and center of the Christian liturgy. And you can find that in um, paragraph 2042. It's going to say that um, the origin and center of Christian liturgy. Mm -hmm. If the Catholic church doesn't have the Eucharist, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ, we have nothing else Mm -hmm. that other religions don't have. Okay. And then fasting. 
Um, this penance prepares us for the liturgical feast and the catechism says helps us acquire self-mastery over our instincts. And that's in 2043 of the catechism. Mm -hmm. Okay. So helps us acquire self-mastery over our instincts. Um, so fasting is not so that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Why? It's Ash Wednesday. It's, you know, Good Friday. I can't eat. I'm only on bread yeah. and water today. Like this is mm -hmm. miserable. No, it's because... This helps us offer it up. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps well, us and, do and penance. It, it, it helps us mass. If we can master, it, it develops virtue too. Yes, I, I mean, like so. You think about prudence. Prudence is is really about those things that are sensual: food, drink, sexual relationships. That is what prudence is about, and prudence helps us learn mastery over ourselves. So, in fasting. We gain strength through prudence and we come to, to greater um, acceptance or, or things towards food. So, for example, instead of eating gluttonously all day mm -hmm. or at a particular meal, I'm gaining control and, and spiritual strength. Right. Through the process of abstaining from. So right. And in turn will help us abstain from certain sins. Correct. You know, like gluttony, gluttony. like Mike said. But it'll also, if you can master your appetite, mm -hmm. you can master lust. You can oh. master cussing. <laughs> you, can <laughs> you can master yeah. so many other things. Um, yeah. So there's fasting. Um, and same thing, you know, fasting is where just to recap to like our Lenten edition, you can go find that podcast that we did um, on like what constitutes Lent. But yep. um, fasting is where bread and water, you know, we're eating two small meals, not mm -hmm. the same size as that last meal. Yeah. And then abstaining is where we abstain from meat, which is supposed to be every Friday. But here in America, it's Fridays during Lent. Okay. <laughs> I'm going back to it. Uh, no, we will. <laughs> I'm know. going back to it. I know. We sh I, I was doing really, really well there Were for a really? while. I know, yeah, you, that's I why know I, you started it. Yeah. Why do you think I was making so much like shrimp and grits, shrimp gumbo, <laughs> shrimp creole, for, shrimp pro for, boys? Forrest Gump just showed up here. I was. I was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, that's you why Claire loves shrimp so much because I was making shrimp every <laughs> shrimp Friday. Every Friday. There you go. There you go. Butterflied um, shrimp. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't get anything that fancy. Shrimp scampi. No, nothing oh, that fancy. Okay. Um, just garlic and butter. It's well, they fancy. also say, we did this. We did this in the Lent episode. Mm -hmm. um, but they talked about that if every um, family in America would just give up meat one day a week, that we could solve our beef crisis. Like the that's pollution amazing. that's going into the oceans because of like dead you know oh, the red meat yeah. and the waste and everything the pollution oh. and the runoff and everything yeah. from you know and the o2 emissions that are I coming out of cow farts and all of that we yeah. could solve all of that all those issues. if well, we would just go to eating a, even a clean seafood. water problem even a clean water yes. problem because the um and I, it's I like oh church already like, has the answer to that one oops i, I think <laughs> to raise one cow to like full size yeah it's like five million gallons of water or something crazy mm -hmm. maybe it's two I mean, it's it's obscene. And you think about like how many heads of cattle are around, and yeah, you know, it's amazing. That's why, like, generally around here, farmers don't put cattle on land that doesn't have a pond, correct? A yeah. spring-fed pond, spring because you pond. could never keep you up. You never with, keep up with how with much the they drink. Yeah, right. And so, I mean, but these are the things that one one small change can it have lasting impact on so many other things. Correct. So, all, right. all right. So then that last precept is support. And like I said, this means providing for the church according to your ability. Correct. And this means financially 
and or otherwise. Correct. So for me personally, yep. you know, I, me and my husband work, you know, I work for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my, uh, we have three kids that we are putting through private school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, our, our funds are very tight um, generally. Yeah. However, what I do have is time to give. Mm-hmm. So I teach PSR. Mm-hmm. I clean the church, you know, um, help at the church picnics, mm-hmm. the church dinners, yeah. you know, help out at school. Didn't Brad just volunteered some or was that the city? Oh, uh, well, that was for the Rotary Club. Oh, OK. But well, your, still. Yeah. I mean, again, he's he's still helping within the community there. Correct. I mean, that's because he helps with other well, like things Brad with ushers us. at church and things yeah. like that. Or he helps d- me deliver furniture, helps, <laughs> helps Mike deliver furniture for clients Poor in guy. need. Yep. <laughs> yep. Brad, we're carrying a couch today. Oh, yeah. I had a, a Saturday off. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> right. Correct. Um, so no, that's a perfect example, but it even goes farther into, it kind of yeah. ties back to the, um, 10 commandments, you know, loving God and loving your neighbor, like, yeah. um, supporting the church, you like you said are helping somebody in need mm-hmm. move you yeah. know vincentian mary youth when we do these day mission trips we you just got done mm-hmm. painting a retired deacon's home deacon john yes, yes this is helping us provide for the church and the church's longevity mm-hmm. so it is not about the money no if you are able to do that yeah. great but that's not what we're talking yeah. about here and that's the thing it's we're talking about uh, serving at mass we're yeah. talking about cleaning the church we're talking about helping the elderly within your community yep. doing the food pantries the things that are going to help us yep. love god and love your neighbor and if you are yeah. not able to donate your time i have the time i don't have the resources then yeah. it is up to you to donate yeah. the funds so that yeah. other people can do well that. and that's the thing it's it, you know even but even for those people who have the funds you know i, I would enc- i still encourage you to try and do more where you can when you can uh, because you know what throwing money at a problem doesn't always fix it Mm-mm. sometimes we've got to get involved sometimes we have to take a greater responsibility on ourselves so um, yeah, so, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we think this uh, episode hopefully is going to help you, yes. you know, help you understand, you know, how how you can really grow uh, in your faith, how you can become stronger. And uh, before we go, we always have a wonderful quote. And Alina's got that last <laughs> time. What didn't last time we had the same quote. So, yeah, I didn't totally even look did. one up. You today. didn't even look one up. I didn't. I okay. avoided it. All right. <laughs> um, and just to recap, guys, um, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe and share. Um, get us your um, questions that you have. We're going to be doing an open mailbag edition where yep. we literally pull questions out of a bag, a hat, whatever we can bucket, whatever we can find. We're going to answer them on the air here yeah. so um send us to us at um info at vmycmo.org or you can message us through facebook absolutely if you don't want to remain anonymous yeah. um so be looking for some advertisement coming out about that um this quote today is from saint francis of assisi and he says start by doing what's necessary then what's possible and then suddenly you're doing, doing the, the impossible, impossible. Love it. Yeah. All right. So these precepts of the Catholic Church and the three things that we must do to remain being practicing Practicing Catholics. um, These are the necessary minimum. But if you start doing the necessary minimum, you're going to be doing the impossible, the impossible before too long. Yeah. I love that quote. I love that quote. Really do. And again, always thank you to everyone who's a subscriber and a Patreon fan. Uh, Just a little challenge when we get to 50 Patreon members. One person will be selected to participate in this very show. They'll be part of the actual podcast. Uh, they'll help in the development and uh, topic. And uh, so 
uh, please consider giving. Uh, we certainly uh, appreciate everyone who is a patron, and uh, thank everyone for for taking the time to pray about that. Until again, uh, until uh, next time, keep practicing.